Thank you for choosing the Divinely Pressed Podcast. I pray that you hear something today that will encourage your heart as you move forward in God. Enjoy. So today we have with us Ashley Evans. Ashley is a mother and wife. She's been a member of St. John Unleashed Church since 2008. She is a licensed professional counselor who works as a special education counselor. She believes in not only being intentional with where she believes in not only being intentional with purpose and career, but she's also believes in being intentional about how we take care of ourselves. So Ashley, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Christy. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so I'm excited to hear about, you know, your testimony and just how your relationship with God has grown and developed. Um, and I know it's just going to be a blessing to everyone today. So, um, yeah, I really do appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. And I am proud of you. And as my dad says, proud um, for you, for all that you are doing. So I'm excited. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, um well, let's start off by you describing, like, how would you describe your relationship with God? Okay. Um, I would say my relationship with God is I'm confident in knowing who he is. Um, I know all of us have our own experiences, but my experiences, my walk with him has helped me to be confident in knowing that he's faithful, that he's consistent. Um, that his Holy Spirit really does guide and direct and gives us peace, gives us comfort, um, knowing that he is joy, uh, knowing that he's a mm -hmm. provider. Um, so I, I feel confident that I know as long as I've been on this journey now with him having this relationship with him that I don't have to continue to question about God, I, I feel like my feet are firmly planted in knowing who he is. And just having that firm foundation, that's what it sounds like to be, your feet to be firmly planted in him is just such a blessing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, how, how did your feet get firmly pressed? Like, how did you guys get here? Your relationship with God, how did y'all get here? Okay. Um, so just going back a bit, um, I accepted Christ at age 10, grew up in the church, musician in the church. And I believe, especially like growing up, I um, had a good foundation of knowing the word of God. Um, and I, I think to like understanding the word of God for the most part. But like I said, you know, just my journey, my relationship with him along the way, um, like that's where the growth, you know, really comes um, of now seeing the application of the word of God and the application of the seeing God, you know, working in my life. Um, and I think like once I hit my college years and like everything after that, I think that's where I started to like really understand and experience God 
for myself. Um, I remember when I came uh, to Texas Woman's, my mindset was because I had been playing um, or being a musician for so long at church. I knew that I still wanted to go to church and everything, but I was kind of like, well, I can step away from music now because it no longer is like a responsibility for me. Um, I, I did enjoy playing, mm. you know, being playing the piano, being a musician, but it was like something I knew I was going to do every Sunday. So um, really not understanding, like having the expectation, you know, for God to move or just experience his presence. Like that was something that I didn't know about and wasn't aware of. Um, but lo and behold, being at TWU, um, I hear about there's a gospel mm -hmm. choir. So I get involved and it was kind of like, um, in a way God was saying like, no, you're not running away from music. Um, I love music. So I got in the choir, ended up becoming uh, the musician for the choir for, I think, a couple of years and whatnot. And for me, I think uh, my college years was being able to like, like I said, being able to really experience who God is and experiencing um, the expectation of him, you know, moving, you know, within me, moving, um, you know, in a church service, moving among his people, um, really seeing that, you know, I can praise God and I can be free with my praise. So that was like a big thing for me. Um, and then, you know, of course, graduate college, um, trying to figure out, you know, how to become an independent young adult. And about a couple of years later, after um, having graduated, um, I became pregnant. And that phase for me, and I mean, still still to this day, but that phase for me was um, just seeing that I really need God in my life, um, even with all the mistakes made, even with all the bad decisions, um, even with trying to figure things out, like knowing that I need him. And I acknowledged that I needed his forgiveness. Um, and, you know, having a child, you know, outside of marriage. Um, but I, I knew after I asked for his forgiveness, like I knew that he forgave me. And I knew that I was going to need him to help me on this journey of becoming a single parent. And even though I had, you know, all my support with me and everything, um, I knew that I needed him. And so had my daughter and, you know, just trying to figure out, you know, still like who Ashley is trying to live life, but also, um, taking care of a child and I knew that things were going to have to be different. Um, I knew I needed a, you know, better paying job. Um, also in between that time before I had her, like I was looking into grad school. And so, um, I still didn't put that on the back burner. Um, about like a year later after I had her applied, um, for grad school, got into that. Um, so I knew that, I wanted better for myself, but better for her too. But just realizing that God had to be in the mix of that as well too. And just also being able to see him as a father 
because as me caring for my child, I was very, I, I would say I was more aware of just seeing how he is father in my life and just father in our lives, how he cares for us. Um, the things that, you know, as children that sometimes we don't think about um, that, you know, our parents do or that, you know, he even does for us. Um, just seeing like how good he is with that and how faithful and consistent he is with that. And just seeing how, you know, he enabled me to, you know, as best possible, you know, to make sure that I care, you know, for my child. And, you know, I'm thankful, you know, that um, even in the midst of everything that, you know, he still provided and made a way for us. Um, but I know, too, like, that also, like, I had to do my part in that, too. I just couldn't sit here and say, like, okay, God, I need you to do this and that. Um the Bible talks about faith without works is this. So I had to do my part too and, you know, just trust that he would make a way. Um, and I think also too, like during that phase, um, just really understanding, like begin to understand, like to trust God and knowing that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Like I said, the things that we sometimes just, take for granted um just really understanding like god's gonna come through like you have to trust him and um i guess i'll kind of stop with this but uh, when i was getting ready to uh finish up grad school uh for becoming for my degree in professional counseling um there's an exit exam that we have to take and so I did not pass the test the first two times. And on the third attempt, um, I knew like this had to be it, like I had to pass. And that moment for me was just, God, if I've trusted you about everything else, I have to trust you with mm -hmm. this. I have to trust that I've studied. I have to trust that I know the information. I have to trust that I'm going to go here and take this test and pass. And yeah. I remember on the way going um, to take the test, just in my car, just um, listening to, you know, gospel songs of praise and just really setting my mind on God and knowing that, okay, it's, it's me and you going here to take this test. And mm -hmm. I ended up passing the test, got my degree. And so from that point on, like me believing in God, um, I had to start becoming firm in that. Like, God, if realize okay. when I came out of that, like, God, if you did this, then I know you can do yeah. anything else. Now, from that, did I yeah. still question and ask God at times about things? Of course. But I had to keep mm -hmm. reminding myself, like, he's going to do it. He hears your prayers. Mm -hmm. He hears the desires of your heart. But I just had to learn how to believe and trust mm -hmm. and wait on God. And mm -hmm. I would say, like, currently for me right now, um, I think I'm realizing is that um, on some things, like, God just has to do it. Like, being particularly in my prayer about whatever or whoever I'm praying about, but just being able to step back to say, God, you have to do the work is 
nothing that I can do of myself. Yes, I still have to, you know, make sure I'm, you know, maintaining myself, taking care of myself, my family and all that. But I have to let God do the work because he's the one that has to change the hearts, the minds. He's the one that has to intervene on some things. And it's just some things that we just can't do. So um, if I believe him and I trust him and I've knowing that I've had to wait on some things, then I also have to mm-hmm. let God be God too. Yeah. 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 And it and it just sounds like, you know, as you're talking, I'm I'm just kind of picturing in my mind God building like this foundation between you and him, like you guys are building something over the years. And so that's just mm-hmm. kind of how I see it. Like um, your faith is growing in him. Your trust is growing in him. Um, like what's an example of maybe something that he did, like he showed himself to you to be strong, to be faithful, um, you know, during the time that you were raising your daughter? Um. I just remember times of, um, like, she wasn't, like, chronically sick or anything, but I remember when I was, because I first started um, a master's program in one degree, and I know I didn't want to do that, Um, and I think, was it that one? It was either that one. I don't think it was the other, like, the one I finished in professional counseling, but she ended up getting RSV and... You know, just trying to figure out, you know, how we're going to get through that. Because um, she ended up going to the emergency room and that ended up turning into a hospital stay. And just, you know, crying out to God, like, heal my child. Because she, you know, we were up the whole night, not sleeping and everything. Mm-hmm. And once we got to the hospital, they kind of changed up what was being done from the emergency room. And and she was better. And I remember having to still get assignments done and whatnot. And, you know, I completed everything. I passed it. So just like in that moment for me, it was just saying like, God will cover you and he will see you through. Like just because mm-hmm. you're struggling or you feel overwhelmed. Because um, sometimes God will... I mean, he's over everything. So sometimes things can be prolonged because maybe he is trying to get our attention about something or he's wanting to have us learn this lesson. But sometimes God can do things immediately. So I think that, and then just another time I was thinking about, um, she needed a prescription for something and um, they were like, it's going to be this amount of money. I think it's like $300. And I'm like, I don't have that. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. um and then just seeing how God worked that out. So um mm-hmm. that's why I said I think like those things along the way is being a single parent, just like I knew like my belief was there, but I think like those things had to happen for me to just see like if you if you know who God is and you know, if I've heard people say that he's done this for them I know he can do that for me so I think like all that started to like gel together and I'm like okay and just seeing that like I said if he's been able to work in other people's lives he can work in my life too so 
those experiences that we have, those encounters that we have with God, they're important. Like there's a reason why um, at church sometimes when people say, if you start thinking, you start thinking. And so those those encounters are important because we need to be able to go back and, you know, thank God. And, you know, I just want to make sure we all understand, like, we just don't want to thank God just for what he does. But we also want to thank him for just who he is. Um, yes. Because he's not yes. like people say, like, he's not a genie. He's, you know, not an idol like he. Mm-hmm. He got all by himself so he can do anything. But just really yes. recognizing and knowing that you know I know God for who he is but not just you know basing it all on what what he can do and what he has done right because he really wants to build he wants to build a relationship with us like he wants to have that one-on-one um relationship yeah. with us and it does you know he he will prove himself to us not that he has to right but he does mm-hmm. it so that we do trust in him more so we do learn to depend on him um and lean on him you know in times right. that you know in trouble or you know like you said even if it's not trouble going on like the relationship gets to the point where you just enjoy being in his presence you know you know, you enjoy praising him and singing right. his praises. So, yeah. Right. I think one thing about one thing about you, Ashley, is I think about um, you building a life far from your home, like from from where you grew up. Um, you were able to mm-hmm. build a life and, you know, like gain a community and it was just you and your daughter. So, you know, at one point, so how far away from home were you um, when you start building that life for yourself? Um, home for me is only about like two and a half hours, but I have um, family that lives up here in the Metroplex. So, okay. Um, okay. like I stay connected with them, you know, throughout college and things like that. But Okay. And like I said, like you pointed out too, like having that community, you know, from church and everything. And and that's important. Um, mm-hmm. But I think like we have to remember too, like as much as we might be dependent on each other, how are you dependent on God? Because mm. um, I, like, I saw like after I graduated um, college, and those that, you know, I went to school with, I kind of saw, like, the friendships, you know, go away. And it caused me to question, you know, at times, like, were we really friends? Or did we just connect for the time mm-hmm. being or whatnot? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think, like, as you get older, like like I said, you start to really understand, like, the value of relationships and you know, hopefully us being intentional about, you know, who we build relationships with and things of that nature, friendships, mm-hmm. dating, you know, all those things like that. And even, you know, uh, reevaluating how we maintain our uh, relationships with our family members, you know. So I think it was important for me and it's still been important for me, you know, to still do that. 
but just making sure that, you know, I'm connected with God. Um, <laughs> because he's, he's going to be consistent no matter what, you know, I can fickle, anybody else, you know, can fickle, but I know that I can always go to him and I've, and I've had to do that, you know, um, at various times, you know, throughout my adult life so far, like I've had to connect to God because I need to know that um, he loves me and I need to know that uh, I'm loved, I'm accepted by him. So regardless of what other people may say, what other people may do, their opinions and all those mm -hmm. things like that, I'm accepted uh, in the beloved and I'm, I'm in Christ. So that's important. So you're saying that like, even though you may have like, someone may have a community of people, even a community of believers all around them, you still mm -hmm. need that one-on-one -on -one with God. Exactly. Because though I mean those relationships are going to fade, like even if, even until, you know, if if it's death that separates you, like that's going to end. So who do you know that mm -hmm. you're connected to, always? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And like I, and, you know, like I said, you know, um, you know, people begin to go their separate ways, and you know, for whatever those reasons might be, and. Mm -hmm. You know, you can start questioning yourself, like, what's wrong with me? You know, am I not good enough? They don't like me or whatever. Like, I remember mm -hmm. when I had my daughter, um, mm -hmm. a person, like, she and I were roommates my senior year in college. And I had sent her a picture um, of my daughter. And I think I remember her asking, like, whose baby is that? Whatever. And I said, she's mine. And she didn't say anything else after that. And I was like, okay. So I began to see that, you know, who people truly, you know, really seeing for who they are. And like I had, like, I couldn't just deny my daughter. Like I, I loved her and, the, you right. know, she's in my life. So, okay, this person, right. I guess they don't accept that and they didn't think that was going to happen with me i wasn't you know expecting that to happen with myself you know um yeah becoming yeah. a single parent but um yeah. i knew god loved me god loves my daughter so you no know, we keep it moving yeah yeah you know and, and the thing is is you know god works everything for the good for those that are called mm -hmm. according to his purpose you know, so right. right that that's like you said, you went to God, you talked to God um, and you know that God forgave you. And so you just, you know, people will have us stuck. <laughs> people will mm -hmm. have us stuck. And, and, you know, and you and God moving along and they will try to have you stuck. And so, yeah. um, you know. I'm glad you talked about that because as we move through life, like sometimes people do fall off, you know, and, mm -hmm. you know, in my experience, I've learned that they fall off, but sometimes they come back, you know, and, and, and when they come back, it's, it's great. And if they don't come back, you know, it's also great too. You know, God is still working in my life and theirs. So. Right. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so you were saying that you you got stay you got saved at ten and that you were because I'm going back to the beginning. You got saved at ten and that you were a musician. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so you were so a musician. Yes, ma'am. Um, my mom tells me that, like, when we came home from church, that I would get on the piano and pretend like I was actually playing the piano, not banging on the piano. So they um, had me start piano lessons at age five, and I enjoyed it. Um, so I've I've learned to play piano by reading music. And then once I started playing for church, um, like I was reading, you know, the music out the hymn books and stuff like that. But I began to just kind of um, learning gospel music and hymns. I became self-taught in that. Um, and then just being around others as much as possible who were uh, musicians too, like trying to learn from them. Um you know, about how, you know, just to jazz it up, learn how to play chords and things like that. Um, but I started off as the youth musician. And then about a year or so after that, I became the full-time musician. So I uh, did that from like, you know, if you want to count all the time. So basically, like I said, being a musician at church from like 10 to 19 years old. That's a long time. Yeah, and having to, I felt, I mean, like, looking back at it now, like, I feel like I, like, had to mature fast, so I feel like I have, my work ethic comes from that, like, I know I get my work ethic from my parents, but I feel like definitely that was a lot of work ethic that I gained from doing that, like I said, just having to be prepared, knowing that, um, like I said, I wouldn't say it was a job, but I mean, there's some work and a job skills that come out of that so you know having to be prepared yes. knowing you got to be there every Sunday um all those things so um yeah it was it was a good experience because I think too like I said you know even though I thought I was trying to run away from music you know that still mm -hmm. allowed me to use my gift um in gospel choir at school and kind of play for some of the churches that I went to um, while I was in college and things of that nature. So your gift started manifesting. I mean, you were, what, five when you started taking lessons? So your mm -hmm. gifts, you know, really started manifesting. It's like the piano called you to it. And, you know, your parents saw that in you and they nourished it and, um, yeah, you know, started you on your way in that. And, you know, I can see how, you know, when you left for college, you kind of wanted to, you know, back away from it. But um, you ended up being right in it again, you know, using your gifts and, you know, and everything. Um, I know we had talked before about your about your gifts and, you know, when you using your gifts at a young age, um, what advice would you have for anyone who is using their gift right now. Um, maybe they feel, you know, maybe they feel a little stress using their gifts or maybe they just kind of don't understand their gifts fully. Um, I would definitely say 
now that I can look back at it, it's just definitely, you know, as best possible, you know, learn what balance means for you. Um, mm. Because I think, especially, you know, if you know that this is a gift from God that he's giving you, um, you don't want it to become a chore. You don't want to feel burdened and overwhelmed by it. So um, just learn how to create that balance um, for yourself to where you want this to still be something that you're glorifying God with. And, and that's a joy for you and something, you know, that makes you happy. Um, Cause you still have, you know, life to live like that, that does not consume you. And I, I think, um, especially like my first year in college, um, cause I was still at home going to school. Like I did like the fact that, um, my friends were sleeping in on Sunday morning, but I was up <laughs> going to church. Um, yeah. But, um, but I'm just saying, like, just learn how to create that balance because you still have life to live, you know, whether you're going to school or you're working, um, involved in stuff. Because we, we need that balance. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, and I just yes. say that because I don't think God... God wants us to enjoy the gift that he gave us, but I don't think he wants us to become mm -hmm. consumed by it either. Um, Cause then other things can start to set in. Like, could you become prideful? Like, Oh, I got to be the best. Or maybe you think you are the best or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and God can sit you right Super. down, you know, with that. Um, I think to just, you know, being prayerful, like if you're not sure what to do, like pray to God about it. He's the one that gave you the gift. So seek him, ask him, you know, what do you want me to do with this gift? Where would you have me to go with this? Um, I mean, you're not going to wake up and be famous the next day, you know. Um, we're just asking God just to give you, you know, guidance and direction on, on what to do. And I think also, too, another important thing is just making sure you, um, like, if you're looking for a mentor or looking, you know, for inspiration, like, just be mindful of who those people are um mm -hmm. you know do they align with you know your mindset how you're thinking about things um be open you know to learn from them don't think that you know you know it all because even still to this yes. day like i don't play i definitely don't play as much as i used to um but mm -hmm. i'm still open you know to learn um i don't really ask anybody or ask questions or whatnot but I still observe my mm -hmm. minister of music and others playing. Um, okay. So I think just being open to learn, like I said, and just as you seek those to give you guidance and direction that you're just prayerful about that too and um, be open to get the knowledge and have positive people around you. Um, this brings me to... Uh... I guess like my next question in your bio, you talked about um, being intentional, um, mm -hmm. you know, and kind of, you know, being intentional and kind of taking care of yourself on purpose and being intentional about those things in your life, yourself and, you know, your family and others around you. Will you talk about um, intention? Yes. So I think, um, especially coming out of grad school, that's when it starts to hit me about how am I being intentional in every area of my life? Like, um, 
because I, I feel like I did give it, you know, my all in grad school. But mm-hmm. during that period of time, trying to juggle being a student, working full time, being a parent full time and, you know, just trying to live life. And afterwards, it caused me to kind of reflect and reassess like everything that I was in that I was doing from being involved in church um, to just having fun and all those things like that. Um, and, you know, just going forward, like it's, you know, as far as finding, you know, um, a job and want to establish my career and everything, like I've wanted to be intentional in that. Like, I just didn't want to do anything, like, especially coming out of grad school, like I wanted to move forward in, you know, working in counseling, working in mental health, um, mm-hmm. what have you. So I knew I had to be intentional about that. Um, and I learned along the way, like one job I thought was, I didn't think it was going to be it, but I thought it was going to be something to kind of help me get to my next. Um, in some ways it was, in some ways it wasn't. Um, but I continued just to have an open mindset about what I really wanted to do. And then, you know, like, like I said, this is still all a work in progress, like with parenting, just, um, especially now that she's older, like trying to be intentional about, um, showing up for her. So, um, not saying that I put myself on the back burner, but just making sure, you know, I continue to take care of, take care of her, show up for her. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as as far as being involved in ministry at church, like, what is it that, you know, I want to be active in and what am I, what am I intense for that? You know, how is this going to, you know, help me connect with others? Um, will I bring something, you know, to this ministry? Uh, what's the intent for me? Um, and then, you know, just living life. Like, um, I don't want to um like I want to be productive but at the same time too like I want to have my downtime so you know throughout the week like how am I being intentional with getting things done so I can have that free time um how am I you know trying to prepare you know for the weekend and those things like that so I think it's important for us to find out what's important to us and then how we prioritize that um, can I be okay to say no to someone? Can I be okay to say no to some things? Because maybe I just want to have a clean slate. I don't want to do anything, you know, today or whatever. Um, but also, you know, being aware too of like if there's something that I want to be a part of, something that I want to do, like, you know, taking that plunge. If it's something, especially if it's something different, like just stepping into that and, you know, trying to get out and see so I think we have to know and I think that's just something we just hopefully learn along the way like like I said prioritizing knowing what's important um I was saying the other day like sometimes it's not a season to multitask like sometimes you just have to focus on what's important right now and you may have Mm -hmm. to put some things on the back burner um yeah and then maybe those things can be revisited later so um, you know, the Bible mm-hmm. talks about there's a time in the season. So I yes. I think balancing and prioritizing and being intentional, I think that falls under it too. Mm-hmm. It makes me think about, you know, like maybe sometimes in the church, we might have a, a lot of things to do, like a lot of different, like our hands are in a lot of different things. 
you know, sometimes you can mm-hmm. help that and sometimes you can. It just kind of depends on, you know, right. what the ministry needs. Um, right. But like you said, even in that, I think that it is okay to say, you know, um, today I won't be able to make it. Mm-hmm. You know, or to say, you know, today I have other plans, even if those plans are just for you to rest. You have other plans. Right. And I think that's OK. Yeah. Because if you yeah. if you if if what you're doing for God becomes a burden. Then you're going to get burnt out. And that's the last thing that that you want to do. That's the last thing that he wants you to do. So. Right. Yeah. I totally understand about being intentional. Um about what you do because when you're intentional about it you can actually focus on it. you know mm-hmm. you can give it the help that it needs yeah yeah um i was gonna um add real quick to like i've thought about before like how sometimes um it can be easy for us to say yes to stuff but then sometimes it's hard for us to say no and so yes. um just being challenged like is no comes up immediately f- for you on some things and mm-hmm. you know that's your intuition or if you even know like that's the Holy Spirit telling you to say no mm-hmm. say no because no no is just as easy as saying yes but I think sometimes mm-hmm. but sometimes it can be hard too to say yes to some things when we want to say no so both sure. of those hold weight but um mm-hmm. I think we need to think about that too um, cause some of us probably have heard like, no, it's a complete sentence and, and it can be like, sometimes explanations don't have to be given. So, um, that's, that's something I've had to think about too. Like, I don't have to say mm-hmm. yes all the time. Um, cause sometimes people think like, oh, they're so good at this and we can delegate this person and do this, this and that. And it's like, no, let's, let's share the wealth. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's <laughs> Yes, let's give let's give others a chance to use their gifts as well. So yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to share with us as far as um you know, any any wisdom you've gained in life, any um anything you'd like to tell us about parenting gifts, anything like that? Um I would just say like even though I feel like I'm in a good place um, parenting now, um, even as, you know, my husband now, like he helps out and does a wonderful job with um, helping her, like um, still being open, you know, to learning and and still knowing like, um, I think like along the way, like, you know, just like as our kids have milestones and whatnot, like we have milestones too, but just um, just being open to know that we still have to learn from, I think learning from them, I think that's the thing that I kind of learned early on with her. And that's like, just kind of going back to like seeing God as father, like um, I, I learned things from, from her, like seeing sometimes how, um, if she did something, you know, that I didn't like, you know, whatever happened to correct her and seeing how she still loves me. And, and even now, like, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, 
okay, I could have handled this a little bit better. And I'm wondering, like, she probably hates me, doesn't like me. Um, but still seeing, you know, later on the day or the next day, like, she still loves me. Um, so I think, like, we always think they're going to learn from us. No, we we can learn from them, too. Um, and just, you know, just allowing God to work in their lives. And um, I'm definitely seeing that in her as she has accepted Christ. And um, so we can we can learn both ways. It's, it's not a one-sided um, learning relationship. I think that's just really beautiful. What you just said is, um, you know, giving God room to work in their lives, you know, mm-hmm. knowing that, you know, that he's, that they're an individual and he also wants that personal intimate relationship with them as well. And so, you know, giving them the space to be able to have that and build that relationship with him. That's really important right. to recognize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Ashley, um, yes. tell people where they can, um, you know, find you on social media because um, you do Wellness Wednesdays. And then you have, um, also you have Be Real, right? Yes. Okay. Um, so you can uh, find me on Instagram, um, Ashley Dudley Evans. And uh, for Wellness Wednesdays, I think I've been doing that, I'm going to say maybe four years now, um, give or take. Okay. Um, but it's, I would say it's kind of like spirit led, but I think also um, it's not saying that like anything particularly hap- like has happened on a Wednesday, um, mm-hmm. but just for me, it caused me to just kind of think back like from Sunday up to Wednesday or maybe something like has actually happened on a Wednesday and just sharing about um, like an experience. Like I work with children, um, so sometimes there's been lessons that I've learned, you know, from, you know, the kids that I worked with, or, um, like I said, just something that maybe God puts on my heart and, um, just sharing it with everyone. Um, and so the hashtag I have is wellness Wednesday, but the other hashtag is it as well, because even with, um, life, you know, sometimes throwing us curves and the good, the bad, the ugly, the, the indifferent, um, like it's well, it is well because, um, and I say that for me because I know that, um, like God is still God, and even though maybe things didn't go the way I wanted to go, or um, I'm thinking one thing, but then it's no something else. Like it's well because God, God is who He says He is, and. No, nothing can change that about him. So I can rest in him um, about that. And then my other page is called Be Real underscore 0923. And that page, um, I have some things on there, but I'm still working on it. Um, trying to be intentional, everybody. Um, but the B stands for balance. The R stands for relate. E for empower. A for advocate and L for learn. And it just made me think about um, 
as long as I've been in counseling now, how, um, you know, yes, myself and others who counsel um, children, um, you know, we're working with them. And I've done family sessions as well, too, um, as working at outpatient. But um, just seeing the need of how to take information that um, is valuable for children, but to put it, you know, on a level for parents, um, being able to connect with those in education. Um, so just working, I think those those words that I listed, like, I think they're important because, um, you know, I can teach a child how to balance and maybe prioritizing time management, but how does that look like for everybody in the home? Um, I want yeah. my students to be empowered and learn how to advocate, but, you know, do parents know that? Because some parents, you know, don't, or they feel like they can't advocate for their child. So, um, being able to give information, but, you know, at the end of the day, you can take it and work it, you know, the best way that works for you as a parent, as an educator, and for your children, for your home. You've always been flexible about that, you know, giving parents that um, room to make it, you know, something that'll work in their own home, you know, and, you know, not being rigid when it comes to that. You've always been flexible with that. And I think that's why you've always been able to be, you know, build relationships really well with parents. Yeah. yeah. Those good old hairstyle <laughs> days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Learned a lot at the good old head start. So. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Well, you Ashley, already know. I you said what? <laughs> I said you already know. <laughs> yeah. Never forget it. Never forget it. Um. I really do. I appreciate you once again, just being here with us and, um, you know, sharing parts of yourself with us that I know is going to bless someone else. Um, I'm going to put your um, Wellness Wednesdays, your Be Real uh, Instagram page. I'm going to put all of that in the description so um, that people will be able to find you okay. and to follow you. Um, that's something that they want to do. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. You too. Thank you for tuning in to the Divinely Pressed podcast. We pray that something was said to encourage your heart and it moves you closer to your God-given purpose. Don't forget to subscribe.